right, this is take two. Well, okay. well I shouldn't have mentioned it, but that it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is take two. It's okay. We're 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 searching for the truth, and that's part of it. This it is, is the irregular search for truth. Yes, and uh, we are feeling things up. I that's guess you right. Could say. That's right. My name's Scott. My name is Sachin. And here we go. So, uh, on take one, we had a good discussion going. Uh, too bad it didn't record. <laughs> but uh, but we talked a bit about uh, Sachin's upcoming travels and uh, and my issues with taxes. Um, uh, what else you got on your list? Those are some big topics. Should we, should we get back? We well, no, it's just like it's too bad we missed them, you know? Like, <laughs> like your issues with taxes could probably be like a whole podcast. Well, okay, let's let's hit that one again. Let's let's reset the scene for anybody who uh, who missed take one, which would be everybody. Uh, <laughs> well, right, I'll do my I'll do my Egypt trip real quick, then you do your taxes thing okay. real quick, just so everybody knows where we're coming from. Okay. I today's Wednesday, uh, March eighteenth, I believe. Yes, That's right. Yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, and uh, I was like telling Scott that my week's going pretty good, especially since I'm going to Egypt on Friday. And that's it. I'm going to Egypt on Friday. We're going to go to Cairo. Then we're going to Sharm El Sheikh. And then we're going to Luxor. And Luxor you've heard of because of the Las uh, Vegas Hotel. Las Vegas Hotel. Yeah. And that's pretty much the only reason. I, unless you're some sort of history buff, which you're not. I'm just telling you right now, you're not. So. Well, they might be. Let's let's give the audience some credit here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, and you mentioned that you're going to Sinai Peninsula. That's right. And that is the triangle that is of land between Africa, what you think of as Africa, and the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I asked you how your week was going. And mine, mine is not. Uh, mine is just fine, thank you. But uh, <laughs> but it's not quite as cool. I don't get to go to Egypt uh, right now. I am I am blissfully unemployed. Uh, and it's coming up towards tax time, and um, last year I was employed. And so the problem is that now I have to pay money as if I were making money right now, but I'm not making money right now. And so I feel kind of an enmity towards the government. And, uh, and I mentioned uh, before that I don't, I'm not a you know, radical libertarian, but I, I do have a little libertarian uh, streak in me, but but not you know extreme or anything. But right now I'm very uh, very anti-government because uh, ah, what have they done for me lately? <laughs> and here I am. I'm I got uh, I got let's see. I well okay. I, I have a little money saved up from uh, when I was working, and now I'm unemployed. And I feel like I could I could live if you know I'm looking for work. But if I didn't find any work, I could probably you know stretch this out for you know. Six or eight months before uh, moving in with my parents or something like that, and so uh, and so now I'm uh, I'm thinking, crap. Well, that you know, four thousand bucks that I have to write checks to to uh, state and federal government uh, is a uh, well, that's a big chunk of change, and and that's putting the uh, live with parents deadline a lot closer, and that. I mean, I have a good relationship with my parents, but I don't want to live in the same building as them well, right do, now. And at, at that point, you will not have a good re- relationship with your ego. That's <laughs> like, true. Well, I don't know. My ego is insurmountable. Oh. So it's, at least I hope it is. I don't know. I, but anyway, that's that's the tax situation right now. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny because like every, I think everybody, or at least maybe it's just the people I know, because I think like a lot of times you make these generalizations, like everybody does this, like, well, that's just the people I know. But I feel like a lot of the people I know, they always like, they're a little bit libertarian. They're always like, oh, I'm a libertarian at heart. But at the same time, like, I don't really believe in like, I don't even know what libertarians stand for. I guess it's like all about like no laws and like, no. I should, <laughs> like it's government out of my business or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? it's, it's like extreme laissez-faire. It's it's libertarians. I mean, my understanding is if you're a libertarian, you believe that in the most minimal government possible, you know, let people do what they do. As long as I don't infringe upon your freedom, then I can do whatever I want. I don't mean like. Do libertarians even believe that? I don't understand. Like, I mean, <laughs> I think so, but they're usually surrounded by like large tracts of land. Right. Like, know. there's all these people who like supported Ron Paul like two years ago because like, oh, he's got like this crazy libertarian streak to him, which is kind of cool. But it's like you don't really believe that, do you? I mean, like, yeah, it's great. Like, I mean, is there anybody on the other side of the spectrum who's going, you know what? I really wish that we had less rights. And I really wish that I could control the population. And I, re you know, it's like it's too bad that everybody, like, you know, the Second Amendment and the First Amendment, man, that was a mistake. You know, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and all those guys, they kind of messed up because I really wish that we had less rights. You know, like, I, gosh, you know, like those libertarians, what do they think? You know what I mean? Everybody thinks that. Like, everybody's like, oh, right, a little yeah, bit libertarian, yeah. right? But. No, but I think I mean I think I think Ron Paul has uh, has some good points. I mean he's and he got some attention because he was one of the only people, especially on the Republican side, who said we should not be having this foreign policy fiascos. You know, right? And, I mean, I, I agree with all that. It's just like it's just funny because you said like I'm not a libertarian, but I mean like when I have to pay taxes. Oh yeah, I, I went, I, I'm what, a libertarian. You're like I'm not a libertarian, uh, but like when it comes to paying my taxes, <laughs> I don't want to pay taxes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny, actually, one time uh, I told a friend of mine, I, I went out to lunch, or he and I used to go to dinner every once in a while, like on Friday nights after work, whatever, and he's from Texas, you know, and like, uh, we're from like slightly different places, you know, like he's a really cool guy, like, and whatever, but it's like funny sometimes when you go out with people who are not necessarily from your comfort area, and like, you know, you can have a perfectly good time, but then you bring stuff up, and it's like, wait, what? Like, do you believe that, right? And one time he's like, man, I hate paying taxes, and like, I mean, I hate pay taxes paying taxes too and like I was back like when I was just started working you know and like it was like kind of my first job really where I'd ever earned like more than $10,000 in one year mm -hmm. I was like wait a minute wait a minute they just took like 25% of my money you know like how did that happen right yeah and then he was complaining about it too and like I was there with him you know but like he's like gosh it's like it's too much and I'm like well somebody's got to pay for your B1 bombers and he's like yeah I guess you're right I'm like, whoa, whoa, like, whoa, that's not what I meant. Like, I was, I was the other, I was like, irony, <laughs> sarcasm, you know? But he's like, yeah, I mean, I guess, right? I'm like, okay, well, forget it. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So you're against the B1? I, you know, it's, I guess, I mean, I guess, yeah, I am. I mean, I don't really know, I don't really know much about it or what it did. I mean, I know, I remember back when the Iraq, the first Iraq war happened, like, they were all about showing these awesome clips of how it, like, bombed, like, you know, really obscure places and it was not detected and all that stuff. But it was a billion dollars per plane. Was it really? Oh, was that, was that the stealth bomber? The stealth bomber is what oh, I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All like, right. I mean, that thing that looked kind of like a black triangle. I mean, it yeah, looked yeah. really awesome, but... That's a billion dollars. <laughs> That's really what I think the military should be going for these days. 
what looks really awesome. And I have been influenced heavily by movies. And uh, and so I'm really looking for sort of an X-Wing fighter. Well, I mean, they yeah. were onto something with that SR-71 Blackbird. I remember when I was when I was like in like I don't know. Do you remember grade? the movie Daryl? It was like D dot A dot. Yeah, like. <laughs> it was about the kid who's a robot and he steals the SR seventy one Blackbird. That's because that is the coolest plane ever. Like yeah. I think it was built like thirty years ago and it's still the coolest plane ever. It was built more than that. It was it was like, I think it was from like the late well I guess the late sixties is about. I mean that plane ago. is just ridiculous. Like it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That's been decommissioned. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I guess it wasn't a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it only costs, like, whatever, like $400 million. Like, <laughs> we, we need to raise some taxes on these people. Right. <laughs> so I know a guy who's unemployed and he has some savings. Let's stick it to him. Build a new plane. Oh man, yeah. So I, there it is, <laughs> and that's the regular truth. You that, know? <laughs> I think it's uh, I, we we have irregularly searched for some truth. I think we found why they keep raising taxes, you know, and why they keep building more expensive planes. It's because of that. Right? All right. So anyway, what's your what's your next like thing? My ne- Oh, I don't know. I uh uh. Yeah, that's that, what, do what do you got? I got a couple. I, okay, so actually. On the uh, on the topic of aeronautics, and this is not maybe not a huge topic, but I saw this really cool article today about these like four kids in Spain, and they basically made a weather balloon. They bought like this latex balloon, uh-huh. like kind of like weather weather balloon grade latex, uh-huh. and they filled it with like I don't know some amount of helium, like enough helium to lift. A pretty serious like digital camera like I, they, I think that it was like one or two like kilograms or something like that uh-huh. which I guess is like a couple pounds right and it, they it went all the way up like all the way up and there was a quote from, there was a quote from them that it's like oh we were we were worried about when it hit like the 10,000 foot mark and the 30,000 foot mark because like that was where planes were and like maybe it would get like hit by a plane yeah, I'm yeah. not really sure what right but they had these pictures on this article and it was literally a picture, like, from space. Wow. Like, it was a picture of the Earth, like, from really high up, and, like, the sky was not sky, was not blue, it was black. Wow. And you could see the clouds, and it was, like, awesome. I was like, that is so cool, because, like, and they were, like, in, like, they were 18. Yeah. You know, like, high school, or maybe, like, late high school, early college, or whatever, you know, and, like, I guess their teacher helped them and stuff like that. And it was, like... That is the awesomest like do-it-yourself project I've seen in a while. Cause so did they? How did they get the image? Was this back from the camera and all that? I guess they had some sort of like thing, some sort of like a radio transmitter. And oddly enough, I think it came right back down. I think I'm not really oh, sure. Oh, like how the it, balloon sort of starts to deflate or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. But basically, it went straight up, and then it went straight back down. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There's like there are stratospheric currents that are blowing. I don't know. Things around. You're right. I mean, I, so I read this article. I read this article. I'm like, I don't. I, that that picture is awesome, right? You know, when you said four kids, I imagine these like four like you know twelve year olds or something from like Stand By Me, and they put the they put the balloon up, and they want to go up, and they're like, oh. 
We are so. And then <laughs> the balloon comes straight back down. They're like, oh, it wasn't. I think they said they found it because they had some sort of like transponder on it or transmitter receiver on it. Uh-huh. And like, it, I mean, it didn't come down right there. It was like okay, within like 300 meters or like. Whoa. Like, that is also hard to believe. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty hard to believe. But anyway, I saw this picture and the credit was to those people. Like, you know, I looked at the credit and it was like, name their school. Uh-huh. You know, okay, so I was like, okay, maybe. You know, like, maybe there's some details that I'm not quite understanding, right? But first, like, the, okay, the thing that first occurred to me was, like, didn't we just have a plane, like, land in the Hudson River? Because it hit, <laughs> it hit birds. Yes. And you're flying, like, a plane, just like, you're just, like, in, like, Spain, and you're just like, oh, let's just, like, set a huge balloon into space. You well, know? how big was this? I don't know. They were saying that, like, uh, when it got to, like, the upper levels of the atmosphere, it would expand to be like nine meters across. Holy smoke! And that's big, right? That's really big, yeah. Like, and I mean, like, I mean, I guess the plane. I don't. I, before this whole Hudson River like hit a flock of birds situation, I would like be like whatever, you know, just like boop, like you know, whatever. It's like I'd be concerned. Like, maybe in Spain they don't listen to American news. You know, maybe it's not a big deal. You know, <laughs> I think they generally listen to Spanish news. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, this this pilot, like, landed this plane. In the Hudson River. In the Hudson River, and nobody was in, nobody was even, like, barely injured, right? Like, nobody was hurt for sure, you know, like, and, like... Well, some people, like, busted their legs and stuff like that, but nobody was killed. Nobody was killed, I should say, and, you know, that's, I I thought, like, I mean, of course, I live in America, so, like, or the United States, I should say, and, uh, you know, like, I hear that, and, like, okay, everybody talks about that, but maybe, you know, as soon as you go across the Atlantic, nobody cares. Oh, yeah, well... Yeah, but I, I figured, like, most people would have heard of it. Maybe. I don't know. Especially if you were going to, like, send a huge balloon into space. But maybe not. Maybe anyway, not. That's, I don't know. It was just an interesting story, you know? Like, no. I don't know. I wonder if, like, because it was, it was funny because I was like, that's awesome. And I was, like, so, like, kind of, like, awesome. I was excited about it because it was, like, a really cool story. But I was like, this story could have gone the exact opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where, like, it hits a plane... Like, the, the camera gets chewed up into the, like, engine. engine yeah. The engine explodes. They're, like, somewhere over Europe yeah. at, like, 10,000 feet, yeah. right? And then they land, and they crash into, like, the Pyrenees or something like that. You know, and then, and then like... And no one survives. Right, and no one survives, <laughs> right? Like, and then these four kids are like, uh, oops, you know? Like, I don't know, like, if it, I don't know if I'm way off or whatever, but that was just something I thought about. It was kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, they probably, if they were doing it with their teacher, they probably, I'm sure the S- Spain has got something like the FAA or, or something. They probably right, got right. the clearance. F-A-R-R. F-A-R-R, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that they got they got the clearance. I mean, if it had it been like for 12-year-olds, then, then right, right. I, I would imagine they potentially mm-hmm. destroy something. So it's kind of funny to me that like it could have been awesome or it could have been horrifically terrible. You know? Yes, that's true. Well, as a, I think any any venture like that, you could have that's true. You could have those sorts of outcomes. I mean, take I don't know what people have done lately. The well, I got one right here. Okay, I don't know if we really need to talk about it anymore, but the Octomom. Oh God! There you go. Yeah, good example. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you I'm kind of tired of hearing about it, but it's just like, dude, that's awesome. You got eight kids. 
But, no. Oh, but oh, that's right. You're crazy. Oh, and like you didn't need eight kids, right? No, I don't think anyone needs eight kids. Well, that's the weird thing. You know, it's like um, I read an article in Wired. I forget it. What it might have been like a year ago now, or maybe even a little more. But like there was a, there's a guy named Mister Know It All or something like that, and um, people write in and they have like these Wired ethical questions, you know. And one was like, should I tell my kids? eventually that, you know, because they're twins, that we um, had fertility treatments, whatever. Because I think what's happening is a lot of people, more and more twins are being born uh-huh. because people are going to fertility sessions yes. and having like, I don't really sure how it works, but I suppose there's hormones involved. Yeah, yeah. well, I think what, what happens is that uh, you take, the female generally takes some uh, medication that releases more eggs right. per month. Or, or yeah. even they, after they do it in vitro, I guess, right? Like they, oh, they right. take out yeah, a couple yeah. eggs, they fertilize them, and they put all six or seven back in in hopes that like one will attach. Gotcha. And yeah. then and maybe if there's like too many, then they'll like, or I don't know if they do that or not, but maybe they should, you know? Like, but Ooh. then, whoa, uh, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> we, are, we are treading on thin ice, but let's explore this because we are the irregular search for truth. So this mom, like, she already has his kids, right? And it's like she's getting fertility treatment. Yes. And she's she's not done with school. Is she not? Because I've been following yeah. it as little as possible. <laughs> That's oh good because all I've read are the headlines. Yeah, I mean it's so like I'm sure our opinions are very. I mean it might be that we've completely spewed truths, like completely irregular truths for the last like minute and a half about the Octomom, like and that mom she must love the name Octomom by the way. I think it sounds sort of like a supervillain. Right. Oh, it is. Like, it, I mean, you know, and like, she's. You know what it sounds like? The the funny thing is she's sort of like this young, like I, I've seen pictures of her. She's kind of young and like not. Uh, Ugly. No. No. And and I when you hear the word octomom, you start thinking like this enormous beast, like just eight thousand pound fat woman who's just a child. (laughs) Watch out! Oh. (laughs) But no, she's not. She's just crazy in the head. No, and you know it's like. That could have been like when you first when you first hear it, it's like, oh my god, eight identical kids. That's amazing. Well, they're not identical. No, that's the thing, are, right? Yeah, well, yeah. That's what I, it, you know. It's oh, one of those things yeah, where it could go c- go completely good or completely bad, right? And it's like here's here's a movie premise. Because <laughs> identical twins come from the same uh, the same like ovum or something like that. Yeah, or or the same egg, um, same sperm and egg, and it and it just splits. Apart while right. while they're growing. Right, right. What if you've got a, a a mutant where it splits apart and then those split apart and so like the mom gives birth to something like eight identical twins, but then afterwards they keep splitting apart <laughs> while they're out of the womb. <laughs> and so you get people who just keep multiplying asexually. <laughs> and you'd call, it would be like, and they'd be, I don't know, kind of like uh, zombies or the kids from the children of the corn. That could work. That could work. And then uh, the only way that they would stop reproducing would be if, would that be a, a, a the A word? Abortion? Like, would you, like, I don't know, like if you. <laughs> That's where you get like Bruce Campbell with the shotgun and he starts killing kids. That's and he's, he's called the aborter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about the genre, or like the B-level, C-level, like that. <laughs> yeah, this is a terrible idea. 
We should edit this out of the podcast. <laughs> okay. <Boop. laughs> so anyway, I think we were talking about... Uh... Alright, I got another one unless you got something. No, no, let's hear it. So, okay, here's, another, here's an awkward situation that I'd like some clarification on. Okay. I was on immunity today, and... Uh... There's a lot of people on the platform. The, muni, like, the, the municipal transport. Thing. Yes, the muni transport. The train through San in, Francisco. In San Francisco. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I saw that it was like, there's a ton of people on the platform, and I was really at the beginning of the line. So I was like, well, why don't I just take, it, take the other line the opposite way so I get to the very, very beginning of the line, and then I can take the train that, that comes out straight out of the, the train house so that it's completely fresh train and nobody's on it. And then I have a chance of getting a seat. Uh-huh. So I got, I got, I did that, and it worked out. I got on the train, I got a seat, and then it proceeded to get really, really, really crowded. And then I was sitting there, and for some reason, it was really crowded that day. Like, I mean, people were just kind of like, you know, today, today, <laughs> that day, that day being, you know, today, <laughs> and uh, at that time, I should say, and there was all these kind of women. Sitting, standing right in front of me. I hate those women. No, I'm like, I'm into women. That's cool. You know, I totally support their right to work and everything. <laughs> okay, continue, continue. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll receive hate mail. So, yeah, they could, I mean, I guess it's all right if they work. But anyway, so there they are. I guess they're all coming back from their fancy financial district jobs. They're all dressed up, you know, fairly nicely, I suppose. And I'm sitting here, you know, and it's a really crowded train. And part of me is like, oh, and it's not like I, I and I was sitting kind of in the area where you have to give your seat up for an elderly or disabled person. Handicapped person. Exactly, right? So like, you know, if I was always, I'm always on the lookout whenever I'm on the train and I'm sitting in that area for somebody like that so I can get up. Mm-hmm. Because nobody wants to be that guy who got shamed into it, you know, <laughs> because you weren't looking or whatever, right? So anyway, but there is a, there are like two or three women sitting, standing right in front of me, and you know they're standing there, and they're not exactly as tall as I am. I'm a tall guy, I'm six five, and like you know they're like kind of holding on. They can reach the rails, but like you know not as easy as I could or they whatever. With their little woman hands. Yeah, you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, should I get up? Should I? Because I don't really want to get up. Like I went to the opposite station, like to get this seat. You know, and, <laughs> you were cunning, sir. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've been sitting all day. I I you know I don't have energy to be standing up. You know, but I, I mean, whatever I do, but I don't want to. Right? <laughs> and I'm hot. Like it's kind of hot in the train today. I don't know why today was hot. And I had my jacket, and I had to actually take my jacket off and my sweater. I was holding them in my hands because I was like so hot. You know, I don't want to stand up. So what should I have done? Should I have like, because I felt bad. You didn't. You didn't stand up. I did not stand up and give the seat because like the person, like this woman, like there was a couple women, uh-huh. and they looked like they were in their mid to late twenties, early thirties, and there was one woman who might have been forty. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at telling ages at all, right, but right. certainly not fifty or sixty, you know. And not disabled. Certainly not disabled. Like, definitely qualified to stand up. <laughs> you should actually carry around a rubber stamp and just like put on people's foreheads and just be like, BAM! You're qualified to stand. And on mine I'll be like, oh, have to sit. <laughs> so what, what do you do? Like, I mean, don't want to be a chauvinist. Don't want to be a chauvinist. But... Well, I think we're far beyond the point of chauvinism. <laughs> we are well into the darker realms of misogyny with this one. But, 
Uh, no, I, I hear you. I've, I've been in situations where the sort of, uh, you get conflicting feelings and it's like, and also, but often I'm sort of like, well, I'm sitting around a bunch of other dudes. Right. And like any one of us could stand up. Right. Actually, and I was surrounded by women on all sides. On all sides. So you were the only man in the train. Well, it, perceived, it, seemed, it seemed like that. But I know there were other men. They were all standing up. Uh-huh. And it so happened that the women, like the woman sitting next to me on my right, the woman sitting next to me on my left, and then the woman sitting next to her on her left was also a woman. And the women, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like five women sitting down. The woman sitting across from you was actually a man. I, I couldn't see her until people were standing up. But yeah, it could have been, you know. But yeah, like, I, and like, I'll put it this way: like, when I'm on the bus and like, there's a seat that opens up, and I would like to sit in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, if there's another woman standing, I'll be kind of like, oh, like you know, you could take it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I'd do that too. Yeah, I mean, like, why not? Because I'm already standing, you yeah. know, and I'm not like super tired or whatever. But like, uh, and I, I feel like not only that, but like, seventy-five percent of the time, I say no. Huh. Or and like, I'm worried like that maybe like they think I'm like, oh, like I can't sit down or whatever. Like, or like you're just being flirtatious with me or whatever because I think that's the last thing a woman necessarily wants on the bus is like some guy who she doesn't know leering at her and like oh please sit down or whatever you know <laughs> I mean they, I don't know maybe they do I don't, I'm not going to say anymore about this we, <laughs> we might be overthinking this one <laughs> so anyway the point is I sat down and here I am at home having sat down the whole way well I'm glad you made it yeah <laughs> It's a it's a good question. I think uh, I think that those you know, uh, I think you just gotta go with go with your gut, you know. And it's like if someone looks like they're really tired and you feel the need to you know give them the seat, you give them the seat. If uh, if on the other hand, you know they like you've got eight people there. If you what if you just offer it to one of them, that's kind of that's cheap, the other thing. That's know? the other thing, right? And it's, it's like. like it's almost one of those things where it, unless you do it right away, you've blown your window because then it's like you you feel bad either way. Right, yeah, oh yeah, there's there's the time element involved. That's a, yeah. It's like when you don't notice somebody's name. Uh, or you're, you're like talking to her at a party or whatever and you're like, you go on for like at least a minute, minute and a half now and you, they know your name or like at least they act like they do. At that point, you're screwed because... You can't ask anymore. You can't ask. Yeah, it's beyond the, the window of comfortability. And actually, I've had this problem um, in a different way for a long time also with my name. Uh, my name is Sachin, but if you read it, you might think it was something else. Because it's not, it's like not an, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a Western name. Uh-huh. So people, you know, like there's no way to spell it that will be reflective of how it should actually be pronounced. Sachin. What do people say? I mean, Sachin? We don't need to go into uh-huh. all that, you know. <laughs> That's a long, bitter life story, you know. <laughs> but, Sashim? But yeah, actually, so I had friends from high school who would mispronounce it, mm. you know. And then when I got to college, it was kind of like a fresh start. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, I'm going to insist that everybody pronounces it correctly now. Whereas, like, you know, before, you just kind of got around or something like that, you know. I don't know what happened. But anyway, I wasn't so insistent. But there were people, best friends of mine, who mispronounced it wrong. Really? Well, just, how did they pronounce it? They would say Sachin. Because it's, S- oh, okay. it's S-A-C-H-I-N. Okay. And you wouldn't think that the A sounds like a U. Uh-huh. Right? You would think it's like an A or an Sachin. A or something like that, right? And it's just like, you know, you say it. I've never mispronounced my name. I'll put it that way. Uh-huh. And But I'll say it. Somebody will hear me. And then they'll just say it another way. 
I don't understand. It's like if I said, <laughs> hey, could you pass me that flower? And they're like, oh, here's that flower. It's like, <laughs> but I said flower, right? Like, I mean, I mean, hi, my name is Bill. Oh, hi, Bile. No, <laughs> I've never done that. Like, I say my name. But... Well, well, I think also you got to, you know, there is... There is a familiarity that people acquire as they learn language with certain sounds, and and names especially, I think. And and the fact is that in in English, the names such and all those sounds are are in the English language, but they've just never been linked together in a name before. So it'll take people. Yeah, and that and that must be what it is. I mean, I it's hard to say. And I think like what I had to do was just like really insistently pronounce it correctly, or just keep saying it until they figure it out. Or, you know, tell my awesome way of saying it. <laughs> Such an amazing guy. You know, we all we all got that one. That one. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. But anyway, you know, like I had friends uh, who I went to college with also from high school. Like, you know, and it was like, he would, like, we would hang out. Like, we were good friends. And he would call me by that name. By my my high school name, I guess you could say, in the air quotes. And, uh... But I would tell everybody else my name normally. And after, like, I think about sophomore year, he's like, why does everybody pronounce your name that way instead of my way? You know, and it's like, oh, well, actually, that's how you pronounce it. And I've known him since junior high, so that's like six years that he's mispronouncing my name and I hadn't said a single thing. You know, and it's like, at what point do you say something? Hmm. You know, because that first year, like, okay, when we were seventh grade, like, we weren't very good friends. I mean... As you grow, friendship grows, right? Right, so like, right, I guess so, yeah. So you don't want to be like, oh, actually, my name is... Because you don't want to be a weird, right? But then, like, obviously, by freshman year in high school or even junior year in high school, it's like we were, like, locked in friends, you know? Like, yeah. We, you cannot say we're not friends. So I should be able to say that this is how I pronounce my name. But you've been saying it for this long. I don't know. That's, I feel sorry that I have not corrected you. Obviously, we're not... <laughs> Obviously, we're not good enough friends that I can tell you the truth about my name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think you maybe just bite the bullet on those ones, and and I, I've often I, I think that I've had you know situations where the sort of that that same sort of awkward timing, like I feel like I missed my window, but it usually I think if you just go for it anyway, yeah, yeah, it, and that's... It, it works. And six years is a long time to sit on a mispronounced name. <laughs> Oh, another situation, maybe we'll get off this topic right after this one, but it's like another situation is uh, when somebody has food in their teeth. Ah, uh, yeah. Because there you, go. you still have food. You can't, like, I mean, everybody, it's not like, oh, you can get by with that, or I don't mind if you have food in your teeth. No, you have food in your teeth, and yeah. you look bad, too. But, uh, yeah. Right on. Shall we, shall we wrap up the first? Sure, sure. I there. think we've just breached the 30 minute mark. 30 minute mark. Take two hereby ends. We'll end it. We'll, we'll end it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. <Bye. laughs>